Welcome to Super Boothers. My name is Ryan. And I'm Ismail. And we are live in Australia. Yes. We are at BoothCon and we have, it's been a long flight to get here. Flight? Flight. I took three flights. 30 hours of travel to get here. I don't know how y'all people get out of the country. You have to like, what is Vegemite? Like what, y'all drive on the left side of the road? Like I, I don't I, understand it. That was freaky when I first got in the car. I almost got on the wrong side of the car. It, it's crazy. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to take a couple of questions. Um, but before we get started, we just want to really thank Justin for having us here because this was something that happened, I guess, from Photo Booth Expo. I met Ismail in only May. And to think that it's January and we're here now is just absolutely amazing. And thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate yeah, it. Justin, I know it's a lot of work involved in putting something like this together. We appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. It's a once-in-a-lifetime trip for me. Um, but the funny thing is, after 30 hours of travel, I land in Sydney, and I feel like I'm back in Manhattan. It's very similar. It's kind of a similar vibe. Just people want to run you over. I'm used to looking left, and the floor says to look right. <laughs> I think uh, you also touched on the story of how we met at the conference, and I want to give credit to everyone that showed up here, um, because for every person that actually came here, there's 10 people that probably didn't, and that's how we met. The relationships you build here, the things that you learn here, are what helps you become successful. So everyone that's here has a characteristic that makes me think that most people here would become successful. And that's the thing is whenever I, I didn't want to go to Photo Booth Expo, and I was actually forced to go. And it turned out to be the, the best thing that could have ever happened because look where we are now, and that's just absolutely amazing. So it is the relationship that you create at these things. You create lifelong friendships. Apparently a travel buddy. Um, it's, just, it's just such an amazing experience. So I hope everyone's learning a lot. Who has a question? Who listens to the show, first of all? Anyone? Yes? Okay, good. Great. Who has a question? While we're waiting for questions, and please don't be shy. There's no stupid questions. And I'm sure you've been listening to stuff all day. Um, but if you have any other questions about things that you don't think... Just forget all of it. I'm yeah, going to tell you that. It's all different. Um, I'll ask a question to Ryan, because one of the things that we do, we've been doing a few events around the world now. I can say world. Now. Yes, we can now. We've been doing a few events around the world, and we do these website audits at our events. And um, we, we've been, what's like the things, what are the things that you see as common mistakes people make on their website? One of the things that I think I have personally made that I've changed is there are two main shifts whenever I change something on my website. Um, one of which was instead of having contact, uh, have it more to be a call to action. So I have request a proposal. Um, and with that, I noticed like 20% more clicks just from some, oh, well, that's what I want. I don't, because who's going to contact? I don't want to call you. I don't want to email you. I don't want to text you. I just want, I just want the price. I just want to know how much it's going to cost. So the first thing was to put request for a proposal. And the second thing really was um, to reformat how I created the experience with how the customer got the information from me. So like I say is go over all the pretty stuff. Um, the pretty stuff is like, oh, let's pick, you know, what photo booth do you want? Well, do you want the opener? Do you want the closed one or do you want the iPad? Well, do you want a black and white or do you want color? Do you want go through all the pretty stuff? Let's do strips. Let's do four by six. Let's do gifts. Let's do animated overlays. You want to do a really cool backdrop. I saw some amazing backdrops out in the trade show. And then you ask them for their name, their email, and their phone number. Because now they're so invested in creating all the pretty stuff. Well, I'm not going to go through it and start all over again and go to someone else. So I'll just stick with you. And th that is a great way 
to, I guess, get more leads is to create something. There's one person, I don't know who, who did it, but they have, it's a, uh, where the customer can go online and create their, essentially their layout. Um, I have a lot of customers that are really like DIY that are super in control. Like they want what they want. And that's just, I know y'all are nodding. That is so amazing because like whenever we do the podcast, like we just like talk and talk and talk and talk. I'm yeah. like, where does anyone ever listen to this stuff? Like, so no, it's just great to hear like and see people nodding. Um, so one of the things that I really appreciate is with that platform, the customer is able to create what they want their layout to look like. Let them do that first. And then whenever they submit it, then they can get pricing information on it. And they're, they're, you're just investing that that relationship with that client. It's We are in such a weird industry where we don't speak to our clients before we book them. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure half of you book people without even speaking to them. I mean, it's just, it's very minimal. It's all email and maybe text messages, all digital. I mean, that's just, um, I love it. And I think the thing that you touched on is that like, it's deep rooted in psychology. It's kind of counterintuitive where you want to get the person's contact information first, but actually by doing the fun things, getting them more invested. Um, there's been studies done where they do this with the checkout process on sites where you buy products and they make you go through more steps to buy something. And people think that you want to get them to buy something and get out. But by making them do more, you actually increase the likelihood that they'll actually buy and book with you. And I do this sometimes even with email communication with customers where I keep one question at a time. Keep talking to them. Keep, it's like reeling in a fish. Keep them coming back. And by the end, they're so invested in you. They think that you understand them more than the other companies. They're more likely to book with you. Another thing that I think is really important is you also need to like tell the client what they want. There are a lot of times where how many, just by show of hands here, how many do more social than they do corporate? So like weddings and like that sort of thing. Okay. So, okay. So everyone. Okay. So there's clearly more social than that's going on here. So what you need to do is a lot of the times these brides, they're getting married this is most likely, hopefully, their first time. Um, if, if, if you get a repeat customer from a bride, I mean, <laughs> you're doing something right. Um, oh, my God. I had one bride. I did her wedding. She, she canceled. And she goes, can I get my money back? I was like, I can't get your money back from all these people. I go, you really just have to like – I go, we can hold the deposit for a year. I'm like, okay, fine. Christmas, the day after Christmas, she calls me and she goes, I'm engaged. I was like, again? She's like, yeah. I was like, did the same guy? She's like, no, dude, different guy. I'm like, oh, okay. So we just change out the last name and, you know, start new contracts and here's your money back. Um, so no. So the thing with brides is you, you, they don't do this often. With corporate people, it's just really quick. With brides, they don't know what they want. There is... Uh, a photo with platform where there's a beautify filter. If I'm on the phone with someone, if I say beautify filter, that's similar to Snapchat, they'll just give me money. What, what's your credit card? Where, where do I bill it? I mean, just how, how many zeros? Okay, yeah. So, no, that's the thing is if you tell them what they want and you're just really confident in your product, they're able to just have more confidence in you to work. You know what you're doing, and you've done this you know, a couple times before. So I like the idea of creating something specific. So if I do one more Gatsby wedding, I swear. Ugh. So, But the, the Gatsby things are the easiest to do because you can do – you know, like the black and the gold and, you know, that little font and, oh, we can put your last name on it. Okay, great. And then on to the next one. So you're just kind of rehashing out the same stuff. Does anybody have any questions yet? I, I've got a question. Actually. Yes. So I, I hear you talking about brides and this is something that's really been pertinent in my business because in Australia we've just had marriage equality laws passed and, uh, and I've really made sure to um, 
I, I don't use the word brides because both all genders are booking all different kinds of things. And so, uh, so, so uh, how, how are you guys using, um, how, are you, how are you changing that kind of terminology and vocabulary? Hey, girl. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I'll let no. you take this one. So, <laughs> what are you insinuating? That was a joke I made with Justin on our very first episode, yeah. and I got in trouble for it. Someone wrote a bad review, and they're like, well, she didn't know I was gay. So, I mean, it was, anyways. But, um, so, you make a good point. So, one of my friends is, um, they do a lot of promo work in LA, and his thing is, he'll walk up to someone and say, hey, guys. Well, there was a transgender person that was there that kind of clocked him. I was like, excuse me, that's, I mean, and you just kind of have to be careful now. So you, I've, I've seen partner one, partner two. Um, That's a really tough one. I, the most I've seen is partner one, partner two. It's tough too, because you don't want to use the term brides because you don't want to alienate that market. Yeah. But by not using brides, you alienate the brides. Yes. So... I would say... You could say couple. Yeah. Um, Last names. I haven't seen a term that's perfect for both markets yet. I think you have to know who your clientele is. Human, maybe? Human being, yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough one. At least in America, I haven't seen a term that's worked for both sides yet. I just use hey girl and it's fine with me. Anyone else? Just raise your hand if you have a question at any time, please. I only got 30 minutes. (laughs) G'day, I'm Ray from Creative Booth. Um, G'day. <laughs> G'day, yeah. G'day. Nice to meet you, mate. G'day. Hey, y'all. <laughs> um, from traveling all around the world now um, and talking to lots of people, are you seeing any really uh, bleeding edge trends in the photo booth industry? Uh, everyone thinks that iPads are gold mines. And the big problem with there is, um, I don't know, what, what's your answer to that one? I agree with that, but before you go into that, I would just say that's one of the things I'm really happy and like we're fortunate to be going around and speaking to people. And you'd be amazed. Like what I've realized, I don't know if you agree with this, is that it's a small world. Like everyone is struggling with the same problems. Everyone wants to learn the same things. It's often the same kinds of questions that we get at these events. Um, so people who think that they're the only ones going through things, like they can't they're relate not. to people. You're not. Everyone's kind of trying to learn the same stuff. Um, but other than that, I think the big trend now is iPad booths, and I feel like I've taken that from you. And there's a lot of big players in the industry that are also doing it and not talking about it as much. I get text messages, hey, how do you work this? I'm like, give me your login. I'll deal with it. True story. Yeah, I'm not talking to him through it. Um, no, so the, the, this is the thing is with iPad booths, everyone thinks, oh, it's a gold mine, or oh, I can do it cheaper. Oh, this, okay. No, that's just not the case. You're, you're selling it completely wrong. You're, people are missing the value of an iPad booth and what it's capable of. If I hear, but the quality one more time. I don't, I don't care about the quality. I care about the check. I care about it going in the bank. That's what I care about. I actually don't even use the term iPad booth. Like I w- my clients don't know it's an iPad. Really? Yeah. I don't I, say I don't say iPad booth either. I just say gift booth or digital delivery or whatever. But w- the point that I'm getting at here is photo booth people don't know the power that they have. And I really do mean that by power because whenever you have corporate clients with agencies and all that other sort of stuff, you are able to give them my big thing is you need to be able to create content for the guest that's shareable. You need to be able to – if they can create on their phone, why are you here? You just have a cute little ring light and you know a little filter and it's – no. You need to create something a little bit more than that. I use green screens a lot. I'm kind of the king of green screens lately just because I'm lazy and I'm not going to order backdrops all day long. Um, but that – I mean that's just me. So the – 
the thing is you need to create first the content that the guest shares, that the user is experiencing. Then we're able to take all that information. They can share it to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, download it, hashtag it, all sorts of stuff. We are able to give that information that's quantifiable to a client. I did an event where we must have printed about 2,000 things. I don't know where they went. I don't know who they went to. I don't have their emails. I don't know their phone numbers. I can't text those people again. So that's the thing is whenever someone gives you their phone number, if you have it on your iPad disclaimer, your client is able to use that information. You, there's no way that there's any other thing out there that will get people's attention and get that information more. So if you're trying to sell something that's just, oh, it's just a cheaper option, you're going about it the wrong way. You can make more money doing it elsewhere. I think it's also a difficult balance where people are always afraid of just chasing trends, um, but you also don't want to get stuck doing the same old thing. Um, you've seen throughout history, you know, people that own horses were reluctant to jump on board with cars. Um, same thing with the internet, same thing with going to digital with iPad booths. I think you have to be careful not to chase trends, but from what we've seen around the world, it seems like the power the iPad booth allows you to have, combined with some other things, like it's actually really a lot easier to set up for me. So when I do events in the city, without the iPad booth, I have to have two people, I have to have someone park the vehicle, I have to have someone take the booth out and the equipment and bring it up. I don't know how if that's how it is here in Sydney in the city. The iPad booth changes the game for me. I did an event. I was in New York. I was in Long Island. Yeah, Long Island. And uh, I took the photo booth with me on the subway. It was a 50-minute ride. And I did it for uh, Oprah. And it was amazing. And the client was incredibly happy. If it's good enough for Oprah. And, and, f and for people that kind of continue to harp on the quality, this is something I deal with with my brother. He, me and him run our business together, and he's always like, oh, the quality's not as good, the quality's not as good. And I'm like, look at the people having fun with the iPad booth. Oprah. Look, look at, they're laughing. She's my good friend. She'll be an ex-president. No. They, they don't care about the quality. No one's complaining about the quality. The customer's having a blast. They're getting the value out of it that they wanted. So it's not as big an issue as people think. And your job as a business owner is to serve people with what they want. Give them what they want. Get out of their way. Like, it's really simple when you drill down to it. Let them tell you what they want. A lot of times people run the business as if they're doing it for themselves. Like, oh, I can't have this kind of low-quality booth. That reflects on me. Get over yourself. You have to serve the customer. Gifts are low-quality to begin with. Like, the very definition of a GIF is, yeah. like, literally 256-bit. Like, oh, my God, I completely forgot there's a, a translator here. I'm going to give arthritis. I'm talking so fast. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Do you have another question? Oh, they, they, they <laughs> Do you have another question? Anyone? Someone? Uh, I've got one for you, mate. Uh, alternative revenue streams. I, I know for, for a lot of the guys, they're caught up in the whole idea of you hire your booth out, you bring it back, you hire it out again. But there are other ways to utilize the equipment you have and make money uh, while you sleep. And I know, Ryan, you've done a permanent install yourself yeah. uh, in a dental... Uh, That's the one that I'm the known famous for dental because it's the one that I posted. That's exactly right. Yeah. So maybe you can tell the guys a little bit about that opportunity of actually having a permanent install, uh, how you go about it, and, and, and the sort of way that it can work for you. <sighs> Let me see. Well, funny enough, it was a gay wedding. Um, and I had a lot of rich friends. One of, Actually, every other person, I think, was a doctor. One of the dentists came up to me. He was like, oh, do you think you can, like, nail this to a wall? I was like, absolutely. Give me the credit card. I'll do whatever you want. So, I mean, I can be bought. That is, that is, there's no but question about that. But that's kind of like what I was talking about before. 
let the customer tell you what they want. A yeah. lot of people would have said, ah, I don't know if I could put that on no, the wall. No, just doesn't say come yes that way. and deal with it later. So we have. So the company is. Uh, the theme is it's a pediatric dentist and they have it's all airplane themed so you walk in and there's like airplanes everywhere um we had a uh, metal tail built um where it was like this huge wing and in the center it was like i just had a dream one night i was like i'm gonna shove a ring light on it and i just drilled into the metal attached a photo booth in the middle i think it cost me maybe about 150 bucks i think that was about it and um yeah, that was about it. And so the great thing with that one is we were able to add value on that one where whenever a guest shares uh, a photo that they see, um, there's a coupon on there or there's some sort of value add and that kind of changes out. So a big thing is like $99 teeth cleaning or a free spin brush with whatever. Um, the the I guess I can say it now. So my big thing right now is – It's just us. Just us. <laughs> um, I th- actually, I think we're listened to in like 64 countries or something like that. I think I saw the analytics. That's, That's just insane That's to me. Um, so anyways, um, what was I talking about? You were talking about the, the booth, dentist's oh, office. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember now. Photo booth, booth yes. con. Oh, right. That's what I do for a living. Um, so my thing right now currently is health and beauty industry. Those people have so much money they don't know what to do with. Um, so the great thing is dentist, Botox people. I'm telling you, I'm going to make a killing from those Botox people in Vegas. Um, so the great thing is, is uh, what we do is, do y'all have like, I say y'all a lot. Yeah, you look, you're from Texas. I am. Do, I do I have worn. an accent, by the way, guys? Is it strong? Yeah. Can you understand what I'm saying? All right, that's all that matters. <laughs> Um, so do y'all have, so in, in the U S we have something called Phoenix salons. Do y'all have that here? No. So it's like a salon company that rents out spaces to like estheticians or haircutting people or do y'all not have that here? No, no. Cool. Perfect. It's a free one. Start selling it. Um, so Anyways, so what this company does is they have, like, hairdressers that essentially rent a room uh, every month. And there's no lease. There's just renting their space every month. Um, What we do is we put a photo booth in there, and they have a value add for each um, particular, I guess, vendor um, that is in that particular space. Um, Anything health and beauty Anything before and after is genius. I mean, it is where you can, like, have someone take a photo that's branded for that company where – I mean, I, is there, like, a like a horrible-looking face filter and then, like, a really pretty filter that you? I guess you could do? Like, I don't know. We can make it happen. So, no. So that's the thing is health and beauty is, like, really the next – place where photo booths is going i think just because um they see it as a way to make money and get their name out as well because how do you hear about hairdressers oh well who do you go who does your hair well oh this person does it whenever you are able to post that on social media to where the person doesn't have to physically type in the phone number type in how the contact information then they're able to i guess get their message out a little bit further the other thing i would throw into that is that there's a question go ahead hi he has a mic Dump, well, dump, no, we dump. need it for the recording. Don't be nervous. Just in regards to the social media side of it, what platform do you use for posting? What do you mean? Like what Post. is the 
what what software do you use for your social media? Do you use your booth program? Do you use PicPic? Do you use... Oh, um, I use a booth program. If you want to know what that is, you can come to our Super Boothers dinner tomorrow and I'll tell you everything you want to know. <laughs> but again, I'd like to touch on something though because a lot of times in business, people get stuck on what tool do you use? What booth do you use? And it's easy to get... It's like shiny objects, right? The main thing is any program that can deliver the result is fine. Like a lot of times, what do you use to build your website? You know, there's there's some tools that are better than others, but it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. As long Just as you so build long the as website. it provides analytics or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's some like things that are like hashtag specific that you can like search the hashtag. Speaking of hashtags, I will say this: How many people here have an Instagram for their business? How many people have posted something within the last three days? I'm going to check all y'all because I don't believe y'all. Um, no, so this this is – and the next big thing is with Instagram, that is a great way to book business without having to pay out anything. Every event that you do, I always encourage uh, my clients, and I have it on my questionnaire. I ask them if they have a hashtag for their event, and I make sure that that hashtag is built into the software um, on the back end. So whenever someone shares the photo, that hashtag is automatically included. The, a day or two after the event, I'll check two things. I'll check that hashtag, and I'll check uh, the, uh, I guess, the location of wherever that event was. So let's say it was, you know, Sydney Opera House or whatever. I click on Sydney Opera House, see what people shared their my content, shared their photo. I'll go under the business Instagram and I'll comment on every single person, and I'll write thank you for taking a photo with us exclamation mark. Do you just Why? copy and paste that? You don't change like I have a shortcut set on my phone to where I do hashtag T and it autofills thank you for sharing or thank you for taking a photo with us. Why aren't you writing this down? Write this down. <laughs> no. Um, so that's the thing. So whenever some I was able to I've booked four in the last month from Instagram alone, just from doing that. And I don't know if any of you follow my business on Instagram, but we had a monkey and everyone was taking a picture with the monkey. That came from Instagram. What's your Instagram what? What is your Instagram uh, the bus- My business Instagram is at Urban Events, U-R-B-N-E-V-E-N-T-S. And then my personal Instagram, which I shared more stuff on there, is at OMG underscore Ryan underscore just. Was that, that planted? I, I think that was planted. That wasn't planted, but I really appreciate that. Thank you for the plug. Um, no, th- I did that because whenever like I like something, it says, oh, my God, Ryan just liked your photo. So clever. And I wouldn't expect or, anything less. Oh, my God, Ryan just started following you. Who else? We need some question music. Who's going to the after party? And you're not excited? <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, John. It's uh, Sonny here from the Booth Box. Uh, corporate, corporate clients. Um, any tips of getting more, getting more interactive, more activity, basically for anyone that's sort of wanting to hire? Uh, so you meaning how to find the corporate client? Yeah, get well, yourself out there. Whenever you find out, let me know. Um, <laughs> we want Oprah, that's why. But, you know, I will say this. This is what Oprah calls a full circle moment. Uh, Ismail and I, before we started, literally the very first show, um, he asked me, he goes, what could you, cause we started this as whenever I went to photo booth expo, I was like, gosh, no one told me I started doing photo booths like eight years ago, whenever you had like coordinates and you had like pictures and it was like coding to get your photo to like, look anything remotely cool. I mean, there was very minimal customization without like pulling your hair out. I mean, there was just no, no one, no one to help. There was no Facebook groups, no nothing. 
And so whenever I went to Photo Booth Expo and I met Ismail, we had a conversation. I was like, how can we like do this? And one day he just asked me, hey, let's do a podcast. I was like, okay. And then the next thing you know, we had graphics, we had logo, we had the theme music, we had everything literally within 12 hours. Yeah, it was amazing. And that's when I knew I picked the right guy to work with. <laughs> right. So, well, and th- we had a conversation. We we're like, what do we want to do with this podcast? And I, the mission has always been to help people with their photo booth business with yeah. going forward and moving in a direction that they never thought they knew they could go because of whatever limitation that is. Um, whenever we started, he goes, well, what would be like the biggest event for you? And I would, I said, Oprah, I'm cause that, how do you get any bigger than Oprah? I mean, and sure enough, we were in New York and I got a phone call from one of my clients in Dallas and they said, Hey, we need you for an event in two weeks. Didn't tell me anyone, anything that's going on. So whenever you get a big celebrity event, they usually don't tell you what's going on. They just kind of give you like tidbits and stuff like that. They ask you for like, and, and do most of them not allow you to share photos? No. So you can. I can't. Absolutely. Um, I've had people tell me, like, they made me sign separate agreements not to share this, photos. It, it's depending on how private the event is, but everything I've done has been public, and it's been meet and greets and stuff, uh-huh. so that's always meant to be shared. Um, but then that event with Oprah came, and I was like, this is just – it was just a completely full circle moment. Um, so the question was how to get to the corporate stuff is – with me, it just was just picking up the phone. Um, there is, there have been more times than not where I have picked up the phone and someone says, hey, can you do this event in two days? Yeah, sure, fine. That was, it was some sleazy music festival. I mean, it was just horrible. There was just drunk people knocking into the booth. Like, it was just a nightmare. Then I got a call, th- like, three months later from that client that said, we loved it so much. Can you do NCAA Final Four with us? Absolutely. Six months later, can you do the Super Bowl with us? I mean, so that one client just led to whatever. You have to do the horrible stuff to get the good stuff. That is how I got every single major client I have. Just That's just how it's come out. And whenever one of their colleagues says, hey, who do you know? That's when you get people that will pay you, you know, whatever. I did a bullet time camera where we did, like, the Matrix, and we did 12 cameras and firing all at once, and that was just an nightmare and i'll never do that again but i, I really like experimenting with, <laughs> I'm, i've had all day <laughs> with tactics and strategies and anytime people feel so passionate about something like groupon or thumbtack i don't know if you guys have that here i pay more attention because the other cool thing about being in our position is that we interview a lot of leaders and we talk to them offline and what Some you more than others <laughs> yeah, what, what you end up finding out is that a lot of people do use these tools even though they it's publicly bashed so i think be careful about knocking things without trying it. I think you go, you go to these events, you listen to people that are successful, and they tell you how they do it. There's many ways to succeed. There's many ways to make things work. My thing is try them, see what works for you, and stick with that. If I've met people that are successful without a website. They do hundreds of events a year and don't have a website. So you can succeed. Just find what works for you, try different things, and go with that. What I really had, someone made a comment about Thumbtack and how, like, they were just bidding on these, like, crazy jobs. And, like, a magical $3,000 job just came in just because no one else bid on it because they didn't know how to bid on it. Um, so that's that's the thing is I really cannot stand whenever people go on Facebook groups and they say, oh, well, I never deal with anything under $2,000. I would love to know where you're finding these people 
And I mean, I, I work a lot. I mean, I look tired. I mean, it's, it's depressing. And also to the question about corporate clients, I think a lot of people are always looking for, how do I get more? How do I get more? How do I get more? Start with who you have. And that, what I've, what's worked really well with me is building a relationship with the clients I already have. A lot of times, because it's so easy to book people with chat and email, you kind of just book it, do the event, and move on. If you take the time to build a relationship, like I actually send gifts to corporate clients. I talk to them. I find out about their job. I find out about what you know pressures they have. I tell them about what I'm working on. Solve the problem. And build the relationship. You'd be surprised. Like I had a client at a huge, one of my biggest corporate clients. She moved on to a different company, and I was worried about losing that client. But because I built that relationship with people on the team, I kept that client, and I got her as a new client at the new company. So I think double your money. Yeah, it takes time to build a big corporate client base, and by you have to build a relationship to get to that point. There's a thing online called Masterclass where they have like Helen Mirren teaches acting, um, Steve Martin teaches comedy, um, Annie Leibovitz teaches photography. All of those, they have one cord running through them. Steve Martin was saying, he goes, he has people that come up to him, well, where do you get my headshots? Well, what agent do I go to? He goes, shouldn't your first priority is to be funny? Yep. And the same, th- the same thing with Annie Leibovitz. She was saying, people come up to her, well, what camera do I use? What lens do I use? What light do I use? She goes, shouldn't you be working on being good first? Like, and actually, like, looking through a lens and taking a good photo no matter what? I, whenever we record, we try and record on decent equipment. I will record on this. I will record on this. I will record on our, st- we'll go record in studio. It doesn't matter how it is we're getting that content. What matters is what content we're putting out there. And that's the same thing that I like to say to everyone is we should be really focusing on creating a great product for our customers with no matter what equipment that we have. Whether you have an iPad, whether you have a DSLR booth, whether you are taking a picture with your phone, which I've done before and I don't know how that happened. I mean, I had... I had Laptops, I had DSLRs, all crashed. I have 2,000 people walking in the front door. I didn't know what to do. We had to print on site. I was like, okay, I had the ring light. I took, I, this is not a lie, I took at least 900 pictures, connected it to my die sub using AirPrint, and I printed out 900 pictures from my phone, and the client didn't know the difference. I booked that client for the following year. She goes, great, we can't wait to have you back. I'm like, you talking to me? Like, I, I, it, it's just, it does not matter the equipment that you have. What matters is if you have a problem, fixing it without your client knowing. If you have, you know, everything blow up. What, it, it is not what gets you down. It is what happens whenever you rise back up. That's a great story. And then one other thing that I've realized from going around the world is, um, I like saying that, by the way, a lot around the world. It's but a lot of points. The people who are striving to become successful, a lot of the issues are mental. Like, really, you just have to get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Stop overthinking, how do I do this? What should I use? Is Thumbtack bad? Get out of your own way. Listen to the customer. Talk to the customer. Build relationships with the customers. Just by doing that, you'll find yourself getting more and more jobs without trying in in my master class one of the things that we're going to talk about who's coming to my master class yay that's nice. we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow y'all will be bleeding no, i'm <laughs> kidding um in in my master class we really talk about actually ismail we what, the way how this first got started was he was saying that his brother's really shy and i was like that's fine the beauty of our industry is that we rarely have to talk to our clients so 
you it's kind of like how they say like personalities like you really can't like give someone a personality you can really give someone sales skills in the form of a script and telling them what to do and how to read signals one of the things that i will leave everyone with not just masterclass people is if ever you have a client that is emailing you like back and forth keep it going until they give you money and the reason why i say that is because you should always end it with a question and what I mean by that is there are times where I'm like, crap, I'm losing the client. Like, I know she's going to go with someone else. She's like, ah, eh, like, whatever, like, you know, getting really short with you. Ask them a pretty question. What colors are you working with? Do you have any logos? Send me the logo. Mock up something real quick. doesn't cost you anything to mock up. Throw it on, like, whatever gift you did the previous week before. How long have you gone? How long when? With emails back and forth. Oh, I mean... Pretty far. I mean, there. I mean, depending on how big the fish is, there was one. There's, I think, my biggest client. I went back and forth with her for about seven months, and it was one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I was just gonna say, sometimes yeah. I've had like fifty emails back and forth over months. Yeah. And when yeah. someone has done that with you, they're gonna book you. They're gonna book. And you. it killed me, y'all. Like I was like, when is this deposit gonna come in? And it's hard to come up with new questions sometimes. <laughs> so, no. I'm like, just to confirm, is this what you wanted? Yeah. No. Just to circle back, like, no. It, it's you really have to make up stuff like that. So just stuff like that is just painstaking. But it's just one of those things that has to be done. I think we have time for one last question. Perfect. Um, I'm Anthony. Uh, just a quick question. You were talking about the corporate clients and more or less you're nurturing them, making a relationship. How do you keep track of all that? Because you don't want to be talking to them and then forget something that you've spoke to them about. What my, my mentor is 76 years old. She drinks like a fish. She has no filter. She buys a brand new car every six months because she totals it when she shouldn't be driving. She will probably listen to this and she will kill me. Um, We're going to do a lot of editing on this show. <laughs> no, there's a lot of editing. Uh, she, oh, she, the best advice she told me was to have friends that can make you money. I mean, the my biggest clients are my best friends. They follow me on Instagram. They found out I was in Australia. I have a list of crap that I have to buy at the airport. And that, and, and, and I really do mean that. But not, not to say to create a fake relationship because that's just, you just click with some people. I clicked with Justin. I clicked, I guess I clicked with him. Um, but, but that's the thing is you really do form relationships with these people. You really do become their friend. I talked to Justin I mean, at one point every day or every other day. He's how sick the girls, of you. He just how, doesn't want to let no. you know. How the girl, what? He's sick of you. Just too no, he's to he's I'm like, when are you going to make me money? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, so that's the thing is to truthfully have friends that can make you money. Whenever you have a client, I mean, there's reason why people have expense accounts. You I, take them to dinner. You entertain them. Hey, I'm going to be in town. Do you want to go see a show? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, think the Wizard of Oz is down the street. Yeah. I think also he was... I think you were wondering about how you keep track of all that. Um, and, and my answer to that is using a CRM. iMessage. iMessage? No. Yeah, iMessage. I, I use CRM software. I actually built one for the photo booth industry. And let's say I have someone on my team speaking to these people. They put it in the notes section. So anytime you pull up the customer, you see a history of the notes. You see a history of the emails. You know what was promised. Even like little notes like, hey, this person is a big Drake fan. I want them to put that in there so that when I go there, when I talk to them, I can ask them about Drake. 
or I can learn about Drake because I don't really know about Drake. But. I I have a photographer friend that she charges a lot for a wedding. I would never pay her that kind of money because I, I mean she can probably use a Kodak point and shoot for all I care. Um, her big thing is whenever she delivers her wedding images she could Dropbox them pretty quickly. She goes to Tiffany, they have a beautiful silver box, she has custom USBs made that are crystal. It is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. If I was giving someone $50,000 to photograph my wedding, my USB better be crystal and come in a damn Tiffany box. I mean, it, it is just, it is things like that, that if you are charging a certain amount, act like it. I mean, whenever you're charging whatever is proportional to whatever you're essentially giving that customer. I have one client, she gives me about 50 grand a year between all her stuff. She gets Tiffany. There's someone that gives me, you know, hey, I got a little $300 photo with for you. Can you do it as a favor? You know what? You're going to get potato chips like that's, or, or some gum. Or <laughs> I, I would just caution people not to fall. Too much Vegemite or something. <laughs> Not to get trapped into thinking about the tactics. Oh, I got to get a Tiffany box now. I think it's more about just generally building the relationship. And it can be as simple as talking to them, giving them a call, texting them. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Start there, and once you've worked on that, if you want to throw in fancy stuff, go ahead. But don't think that that's the trick and the secret. It's not. Yes, it is. People it's like not. you when you buy them things. Y'all, thank you so much. Thank you very really much. Appreciate it. Thank you.